0: what's up nba fans we are a few weeks now into the nba season and we're literally just a few days away from the start of the knockout rounds of the nba in-season tournament we are also at a stage probably one of our favorite stages in the season where it feels like certain team seasons could go in multiple directions and there's a few whose seasons are probably already locked in as full-on tank jobs others true contenders but many still in positions where they could either be the surprising contender or just a team that really really just uh got us thinking in the wrong direction and some of those that come to mind the magic always seemed to find themselves at the top of the standings early on the dallas mavericks also find themselves in a top four seed also a team that uh, was pretty polarizing in terms of where they would finish uh this season based off their off season but before diving into all that we have to talk about the in-season tournament here sean and you've seen some of these group play games sprinkled in between just normal regular season games The, the the court looks different the energy for some of these admittedly seems actually stronger um especially the the last the last few games that all happened on tuesday notably the one that stands out to me was that kings versus warriors game Although I'm not sure if that energy there was just because this may be forming into an actual rivalry between these two guys, but nonetheless, uh, what have your thoughts been on all these group games and in-season tournaments has, has momentum built for you? Are you excited about this?
1: Yeah, I would say it has been extremely exciting and much more exciting than a standard regular season game. And I feel like the NBA has kind of gotten something here with this in-season tournament. Um, You mentioned that Warriors-Kings game, and that was probably the marquee event. And even though it is a rivalry and it is, you know, there is some bad blood between the two teams and it's forming a really good rivalry outside of the in-season tournament, I feel like just even having something where the stakes are a little bit higher than a normal regular season game did increase the intensity a lot. And I don't think you would have seen the Kings fighting as hard as they did if this game wasn't what it was because they were down by like 20 points Mm -hmm. earlier in the game. You're like, okay, the warriors are are trying to like, you know, run up the score, get that point differential so they can get an in season tournament. But the Kings still were able to respond, even though the warriors never took their foot off the gas and it made for probably one of the best regular season games we've seen all year. And Mm I, I'm super excited to see what happens now with these single elimination games, you know, quote unquote, even though they really are still regular season games at the end of the day. They count towards yep. the win-loss column. It's not like, you know, you stop playing basketball afterwards. It's like you still keep going through your season, but it does it is gonna have an interesting feel. I'm 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 excited to see these games. Yeah, and the one thing I was still confused on
0: was whether that whether the whole NBA takes a pause that week and basically it's all lies on these knockout games. But it sounds like yeah, everyone else just there plays are going games. To be, yeah, everybody else keeps playing. Yeah, and the and the the schedule of those games was just released, I believe, yesterday. So it, it it's a it's a it's a bit it's been a bit messy for me <laughs> to understand everything. But now I think I feel like I'm understanding yeah. it a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, let's let's break it down. Who 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 qualified for this? Knicks versus Bucks in the in the first round. Celtics versus Pacers. Lakers versus Suns and Pelicans versus Kings. I think the pros I think immediately that stands out here is that we get a shot at seeing an early Eastern Conference mm. final preview here mm-hmm. with the Celtics versus the Bucks assuming they both win their their set of games which in my eyes I presume they will they both these I mean the Bucks look like they came off to a slow start and they have some things to figure out but I still feel like they should beat this Knicks team and see the Celtics yeah. in that knockout game which I assume should be a great one. Well, it'll be our first preview, so I think there's there's some goods here, and and we get an early look at what the what a team a new team like the Bucks looks like in a, in a more playoff environment, or at least the closest we've seen uh playoff environment, closest we've seen in November. Yeah, I,
1: I think these are really solid games, and. Yeah, I think it is going to be a little bit closer because the Knicks, they have been playing super well. Like we were talking about before the show, number five Mm -hmm. in defense so far this year, number 10 in offense. They do it on both sides of the court and you see Brunson and Randall really starting to pick it up. And the rest of this team seems to be responding along with them. But on the other hand, yeah, you are seeing Damian Lillard finally kind of figuring out his role with Milwaukee and Giannis kind of figuring out where he where he is on the floor with dame there now so that'll be a really fun one and then this pacers team is is really fun i mean they have they have the best offense in the league right now i'm not sure if you knew that they they have the mm-hmm. highest point total in the league so far tyrese halliburton is is a supernova right now and he is leading this team yeah skyrocketing past any rebuilding plans they had prior they they are actually a contender in the playoffs now maybe not necessarily a championship contender but i think this is what the advantage of the in-season tournament is is that it's not necessarily just the teams that are expected to win the championship it's these young teams Mm -hmm. Like the Pelicans, like the Kings, where you're like, you know, we, I don't really think they're championship contenders quite yet, but they're these young teams where you're like, you got to look out for these guys. Like they're the new kids on the block that are going to be coming up once like the Lakers and, and the Bucks age out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, now that you mentioned the thing, I did not know the Pacers were number one in offense, but... I'm looking through their group stage victories, and I forgot about this that they dropped
1: 157 <laughs> points on the Atlanta. Gave up Hots. 152 on the defensive end, but still crazy. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I it just looks like they do not know
0: how to score less than 120 no. points as <laughs> at least as, as the season has started. So I think, yeah, I think from that perspective, it is interesting. It will be fun to sort of see an early season preview of what the Pacers can do in a playoff environment because we have yet to see Tyrese Halliburton in that environment. And going into the season, I think they were that team, at least for me, that was like, I think this is a dark horse team. I think Mm -hmm. this team could could finish as low as seventh and eighth, or they could finish as high as the top three as a tier two team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so I think it'll be a hell of a battle. I'm, I sure, I hope that they go into it as like a way to preview what their team can actually do. Now, now on the the other end here, if you're the Bucks or the Celtics, if you lose either of these two games, are are you are you hitting the panic button here? You think if you're if you're that no, team? No, are
1: no. Are you concerned at there's all? There's no. I I don't think there's any panic button associated with any of these games. It's. I'm not gonna say it's for fun, but it it's just a it's more of a barometer of where you're at and at the end of the day it's like we lost a regular season game big whoop that there's mm-hmm. really no negative to it at all yeah for sure i think that's that is that that is a way to look
0: at it um swinging to to the bads of the in-season tournament and i think charles and these guys talked mm. about this too is that from the western conference perspective the best western conference teams <laughs> as of today are not yeah. in this. There are nuggets are not in this. Timberwolves aren't in it. I can't believe that I'm listing their name, <laughs> but it's the truth. Respect to this team. They're at a the number one seed in the West right That's now. That's right. They've won some handed games. Oklahoma City yeah. is in mm-hmm. this. I think we all, we all were, every NBA fan was like, well, how hot is this team going to come out the gates? And I think 50% of the crowd thought they, they would, they would surprise us. Yeah. And the other 50% thought maybe not, but they are surprising and they are in the top. So, I think I would consider them one of the best Western Conference teams right now, but they're not in this tournament. Instead, we have the Lakers eleven and nine at the seven seed, Kings ten and seven, and the Suns eleven and seven. Really, more middle of the pack in the Western Conference standings. Now, do you see that as a bad thing, Sean? Is that the Western Conference isn't showcasing its "quote unquote" best teams? This is simply
1: just a result of the way things. Fell? I mean, if we're going by TV ratings, this is not a bad thing at all. I mean, you're not, I mean, the only, yeah, the only negative is that the Warriors aren't in it. Then you'd get the best TV ratings, right? But Mm -hmm. your your second choice there is the Lakers. And whenever the Lakers are involved, you're going to get people watching it. And that's the most important thing for this in-season tournament is that the Lakers are in it. And you could even say to an extent the Phoenix Suns, because of the star power with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, as long as he's healthy, kind of tweaked his tweaked his backers near I don't even remember what he tweaked he tweaked something in the last game and so maybe he'll be healthy for this but it's gonna bring great ratings from those teams by themselves but I I think this is like I said before a great way to showcase these teams that are like up and coming you know that have kind of overachieved a little bit in when the stakes have been a little bit higher when it has been an in-season tournament game the Pelicans and Kings—they've—they've they've shown up and they've—and they've shown that they deserve it. And the Kings, I mean, for what it's worth, they were a three seed last year. So I mean, just because mm-hmm. their overall record isn't quite where the Nuggets, Wolves, or Thunder are right now, they still belong in the same conversation. And so I'm—I'm I'm glad that they're there also.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest winner here would be the NBA and obviously the NBA fans. If we can get the energy behind this and we find ourselves. Obviously, Lakers Suns, I think, is going to be a heck, heck of a storyline because you got LeBron mm-hmm. versus yeah. KD. I think that storyline is going to get pushed. Lakers versus Kings, that'll be great. But I think the ultimate one there is that the path is also Lakers versus yeah, Celtics. For the old and hats. It feels like all, <laughs> yeah, right there. The old uh, hats, the old rivals come going at it to compete for this new championship, quote unquote, this new championship trophy i guess yeah. you could ma- does, mainly
1: call it so as a laker fan Alan, does it is it bittersweet at all if you know the lakers make the final of this tournament and 39 year old lebron is forced to play an 83rd regular season game <laughs> no
0: no i mean if anything if anything i because these games do count to the towards the regular season and we get a win streak coming as a result of this tournament. I, I, I'm all for that, especially if it helps build some momentum yeah. for this Laker team, because they're not looking good right now. They just <laughs> lost
1: by 40 points. That's yeah, true. <laughs> and then
0: they got blown out by OKC just but then now. They, they beat so, Detroit. Like <laughs> You're right. They did not beat that Detroit. So it's like this is... <laughs> Yeah, and this is what's so intriguing about this in-season tournament is that the Lakers are coming into this as the number one (laughs) seed, but they just lost. They just had back-to-back terrible losses. Maybe their worst. They no no, few nights ago they just had their the worst loss of the season. I think it's the fourth worst worst loss in Laker history, uh, just by the sheer volume of points that they lost by. So, yeah, it's if this tournament results in them being able to just sort of get that <laughs> off their back and make us forget it with the, this three game losing streak. I'm all for it. Yeah.
1: Still no Jared Vanderbilt there. Still no Gabe Vincent. Still, still a few question marks with the lineup too, because Max Christie is in, in there now. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they roll mm-hmm. out. If they try to go with more of a, a reliable, like we know this has worked in the past lineup or if they try to continue rotating in these new guys. Yeah, still no Rui either. Yeah, no but really. yeah, you're right. There Dar Darber-
0: Darbenham is starting Max, Max Christie over Austin Rees right yeah. now. Like there's just <laughs> there's there's just a lot of weird stuff going on with this with the Laker roster. But anyways, let's jump into what's actually happening in the regular well, season because
1: I think there's a lot I of stuff. I mean, interesting I have to ask stuff, you or, at least who's your pick? Who's winning this in season tournament? Oh. Good, 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 good thought. Good question.
0: <laughs> Who's gonna yeah. win this in season tournament? I gotta go with my guys, wow, the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Man, you just Number talked about all scene. the
1: doubts, and you're still going with them. <laughs>
0: I'm going with them. Why not? What do I got to lose from this thing? I mean, again, if we can come out of this with some good momentum, put that three game this horrendous three game losing streak behind <laughs> us, I'm all for it. And let's use this in season tournament for that. All yeah, right. I'm picking. I'm picking the Lakers. All here. right.
1: So I'm gonna give you my, my, I'll say diehard nba fan dream scenario for me would be pacers king's final oh no tyrese (laughs) halberton versus demontis Zabonis. oh yes that's true that is you're right that is a very diehard nba way i want to see those two (laughs) match up and show off to the other team who actually won the trade I think that would be pretty cool. And yeah. like, cause like, when are we ever gonna get a high stakes Pacers versus Kings game? Never, right? Like, they're not gonna make the no. finals. So, <laughs> this is the chance for diehard NBA fans to see who actually won this trade, cause we're the only ones that care. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good
0: way to put it. I just completely just forgot about that. But, yeah, there will be a small sliver of NBA fans that actually, like, recognize yep.
1: <laughs> that storyline. Yeah, the ratings will be but, terrible, but I will very much enjoy yeah. it. But my my hot take for this whole thing, I think the Pelicans are winning this whole thing right now oh wow i should i should have known you were gonna
0: reach I, real deep into I, the bag with your take here <laughs>
1: i don't think i it's guess a reach. the laker
0: take is also pretty i don't deep. think
1: it's a reach <laughs> so we're talking they, they play the kings in the first matchup mm-hmm. they've already beaten the kings twice this year and pretty handily too so i think they will they will actually beat the kings unfortunately for my previous scenario and then mm-hmm. they have cj McCollum back they have trey murphy coming back this friday they'll have a Basically, fully healthy squad outside of Larry Nance. Not a big deal. I think they could surprise some people in Zion, as you know, has been on a tear recently. Yeah. Seeing some vintage Zion, some prime Zion, man. I I don't know if anyone can contend against him right now. So I'm picking the Pels. You're picking the Pels. That's a bold one. Hot take. (laughs) They have
0: beaten the Kings, but they see this, that. Pelicans-Kings game feels like it could go either way. Oh, for like sure. It feels like 60% Kings, 40% Pelicans maybe. But you could also make the argument the way Zion's been playing the last three games has been been significantly more better than the way he started this mm-hmm. season. It just seems like every game he's looking better and yeah. better, especially that dynamic with Ingram and Zion. Right. And then um, you get
1: the guards back, and you actually get some shooting around them. I don't know this. I mean, re- remember when these Pelicans were fully healthy last year? They were the number one seed in the West. <laughs> they, they, were, they were in December. Celtics Bucks <laughs> is tough though. Celtics, Celtics Bucks you are You only got to go against <laughs> one of them though. You only got to go against one of them in single elimination. Okay. I'm I'm going with the underdog.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got you got some young bloods mm-hmm. in there too. Okay. All right, I, I I'm excited now. Yeah. I'm excited to see if this pelicans turns out for I got some, <laughs> some stake in this now. I love it. I gotta I I would love to see the Vegas line
1: of how many people are actually putting dollars on pelicans. Very like few. I gotta imagine most of the
0: pot <laughs> is going towards Bucks and Celtics. Yeah.
1: with Porzingis out though, I mean it could you know the, the the Celtics bet might be a little iffy too. Even so, I, I I'm going with the Pel's man
0: all right i like
1: it i'm going
0: <laughs> lakers no no, yes, love no, to the no
1: east. we're west guys I, you know we always have bias towards that yeah yeah okay let's go let's go into the hot yes. takes you got you got a few I got here a few. The, and, yeah so, i don't know if maybe you want to add some in here these are all the ones i thought of i don't know if you agree with them
0: uh i i i i'm not sure Let, let's start with this one chet chet holmgren will be an all-star this year this that one's pretty hot i'd yeah, say that one's pretty hot yeah, I I'm saying no. Okay, like, even I mean, I think we we chatted about this even last year I think or during the summer mm-hmm. and we looked it up. Like Luca wasn't even an All Star. Uh, LeBron wasn't even an All Star his rookie yeah. year. Like it just does not happen. Yeah, like it's, it's just, true. Like, it's very difficult. Even if, even if these guys play lights out, it just seems like whether it's media or coaching bias, like guys just do not get voted yeah. in. And is Czech Holmgren the guy that's going to break that? Uh, no way, not from so my side. The
1: that, that, that difficult part for me, and this is why I'm saying I think he will be an all-star this year, the difference between him and LeBron and Luka is that the Thunder have a significant winning record, which is not something that mm. Luka or LeBron had their rookie years. Even if they had slightly higher numbers, maybe, Chet Holmgren is actually contributing to winning basketball. His numbers are great, and that's don't discount those at all. I mean, he's shooting lights out from the field in is what how many games has he played so far this year like 18 19 games he's averaging 17 points on 48 percent shooting but 41 percent from three so mm. that that is pretty fantastic if you ask me
0: yeah so there's going to be a few spots here that's going to come down to the wire, right? And mm-hmm. is Chet Holmgren going to take that spot over Victor? Like, because I doubt it's going like, to be Victor. It and well, Chet, that are Victor's, taking,
1: I mean, his no. numbers are slightly better, but the team is so bad. And he's not, like, he's not doing enough to help them win. But Chet is doing enough to help them win. And I don't know. He just has that, you know, winning attitude about him too and i I feel Mm -hmm. like people are really latching on to that as well he he is actually vaulted over Wembenyama for odds for rookie of the year now too so Mm. with all that in mind i mean he i think he's got rookie of the year right now and i feel like just if the thunder keep continuing to do what they do it's going to be very hard to be in january and be like is chet holmgren not an all-star with the way he's been playing uh, it's gonna be a very, and people are gonna vote for him too because we love seeing an exciting new star, just like up and coming like this. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna jump on that boat
0: with you, Sean. But that's an interesting, it's an interesting yeah. case you've brought. For I, sure, I mean, the winning if, if will someone's be the gonna X do factor.
1: it. I feel like he could be the guy.
0: Yeah, it's just I, I just can't wrap my head around the NBA circle really. Picking Chet to be that guy yeah. to break that seal and it not be Victor, right?
1: I know it's it's tough, but the records, man, it's all about records. Yeah,
0: this one is this. One, I love yeah, this one. The bet Clippers you do. will not
1: even make the play-in.
0: Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> this one's mm-hmm. rough, and I've watched a few of these Clipper games uh, just because uh, you know they're West Coast time, so I find them as I'm winding down for the day, and they've lost some heartbreakers. Uh, and then they made and it looked like they were getting some momentum. They make the James Harden trade and things just don't look very good. Nope. But they've they've been they've been gaining some 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 rhythm. Yeah. But it does seem like the only teams they beat are the bad teams and some of the more decent teams they've struggled to really compete against. Especially that Nuggets game. That <laughs> Nuggets game was I was crazy. hoping you were going to bring that one up. That, oh, <laughs> that my Nuggets God, game. dude. It took me a while to to watch to be watching that game and then realize, oh, shit, like the Clippers are getting getting demolished. They're they're, they're not. Yes. By red with no with to a Nuggets team that has no Aaron
1: Gordon, Jamal Murray or Jokic. Three best players out. And we somehow get mm. decimated by them. And it's just I think that game was kind of the reason that I added this as a hot take. Because Uh this team just has so little fight and we just lost a game against the Warriors tonight where they didn't have Chris Paul or Andrew Wiggins or Gary Payton. It's just like you see them do something really good against the Kings where they actually get a pretty solid win. But there's even a caveat with that because the Kings that were playing a back-to-back off that Warriors game where they're playing, you know, 48 minutes and you see the Clippers come back here and just get clobbered by a shorthanded warriors. And you're like, man, this team started three and one before the James Harden trade. Like we looked very good. Mm-hmm. Like all like having like Nico Batum and Covington, just supporting George Westbrook and Kawhi seemed to be working out super well. But between yeah. James Harden, Terrence Mann coming in and getting a bunch of minutes and just looking pretty bad honestly in most of it and granted Harden's looking a little better Terrence I've given up all hope on Terrence man we should have just given him to 76ers I don't even know what we're doing with him yeah but it's just I don't believe that this team is going to get much better than what it's been doing it it's hard to see the path forward when the offense that they run is completely isolation based. Like they have no mm-hmm. rhythm on offense They They seem to just kind of be a, my turn, your turn. I hate the, my turn, your turn type of offense. I just feel like it doesn't work, especially with aging superstars. It's just, it's sad yeah. because Kawhi Leonard is playing fantastic basketball and it's all getting wasted because Paul George is in a shooting rut and James Harden is just, you know, trying to do things his body can't cash the checks for anymore. West yeah. Westbrook moving to the bench might have helped us win a few games to let James Harden play a little better, but his game has suffered immensely. He was actually playing pretty well yeah. in those first four or five games for us before Harden got there. I was stoked on that. yeah But yeah, just the makeup of this team, I just and the way that the West is too contributes to it. Like there's mm-hmm. there is. 10 solid teams that they do have to compete against right now. And I, and that even includes the Houston Rockets somehow where I just feel like their record at the end of the day might not be good enough. Um. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, winning. I could see them just going 40 and 42 and missing out.
0: Yeah. It's, it's tough. Like you, like you were saying, I was just looking at Westbrook's per game breakdown here and that whole first set of, Set of weeks like he was scoring in double figures, consistent 28 minutes to 30 minutes, 24 minutes off the bench, mm-hmm. or not oh, off the yeah. bench, but just playing time. Yeah. And then ever since the Harden trade, it's just been a fluctuation of 17 minutes here, 13 minutes here, 20 minutes here. It's hard to get consistency from a guy like that when his minutes are not consistent. Yeah. And then you got Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi doing their thing, but yeah, like you said, it's hard to really n- understand what's the identity of this team. And I just, I've never been a fan of really building your team around a bunch of dudes close to their mid 30s <laughs> who were former Hall of Famers. It just yeah. seems to have never worked out. Like the Lakers have done it. I just, and it just feels like this is not Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce no. going to the Celtics. This is more Scottie Pippen, Clyde Drexler, <laughs> Charles Barkley uh, going to the Houston yeah, Rockets. that's a great comparison. Back in them, <laughs> yeah, back in '97, '98, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just did not. You know, they won games, but not not they the were championship. Truly, never. No, they were never truly a contender. They were basically middle middle of the pack in the playoffs. Um. I still think there's too much talent here for this team to not even make the play-in tournament. Uh, like it's gonna be tough, but I still think there's enough talent here for this team to sneak in and make that play-in tournament, or or run, you know, or finish with the seventh seed. I don't think they can get the sixth or above, but I think there's enough there still to make the play-in tournament, Sean. I'm not giving up on the on those boys. Yeah,
1: I, I like I said, I mean, I <sighs> does part of me actually believe this to be true. Maybe a little bit. But yeah, obviously, if the Clippers don't get the 10 seed this year, like that is probably the most catastrophic franchise that ever exists. And some people would already (laughs) argue the Clippers are. But yeah, it it is. It just looks very bleak right now. And you look at all the teams above them and you're like, man, like, are they going to pass any of these teams? Because like right above them right now is the Warriors, the Suns. Like maybe the Rockets, maybe the Rockets drop off. (laughs) I I hope they do for the Clippers' sake, but yeah, yeah, at this point, like they just look a lot stronger than the Clippers do. All of those teams do.
0: Yeah, the Rockets are definitely not the cakewalk that they were (laughs) last year. That's for sure. Um, So moving on from there, Tyrese Halliburton will be first team All NBA. I actually don't think that's a hot take. That might be pretty cold. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's just it's a shocking that... sentence to read. Like, if we were looking at this a year ago, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, I think so. But
0: even going into the summer, I thought I thought Tyrese was headed toward a big year in terms of and making all NBA does not seem like a hot take to me. Like, I think
1: I, I would have I full I would have fully agreed with that four months wow. ago.
0: And I still agree with it today.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that like did any of us think when that trade happened with the Pacers that Tyrese Halliburton was going to become a top two NBA guard in the league? Top two? I,
0: I I don't know about top two, but I knew there was potential for him to level up his game, especially after the first set of games. Once he got put the Pacers jersey on and he just, just yeah. stat loaded <laughs> and he was just on a tear and that pacer i mean i don't know if you remember but like that pacer team ended up winning a few games Oh, yeah. all of a sudden miles turner's <laughs> season also seemed to have turned around yeah. like and the once, trade rumors I went that, away I was like okay yeah exactly it was like okay this guy's the real mm-hmm. dude. like he's actually making his teammates better and yeah. he he's his, like doing he's he's productive on the basketball yeah court. his
1: iq his ability to shoot the three he's an, he's another 41% three point shooter like Chet Holmgren where yeah, yep. he's And he's dishing out 12 assists a game right now, which is just absurd. I think it's like two assists mm-hmm. higher than the next guy in the league. And I think there's only two guys in the league that even average over 10 assists in a game right now. So, it is mm-hmm. very apparent that he is having a huge impact on the court right now. Obviously, Pacers doing well in the in-season tournament bracket. And I honestly don't I don't know any guard that is playing better than him. Steph Curry included. Luka Doncic included. I, I don't think there is. Yeah. I think he is the best guard in the league right now. It, it's it's crazy to say.
0: Yeah. What about Shea? Shea, Shea having a better year? Ooh, I don't, have, that, like, I don't
1: I mean, He's got the points on him for sure. So that might be close. Dude, it would be pretty cool to see Shea and Tyrese be the first team all NBA backcourt. That would be pretty wild. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think if they if their teams are in the playoffs, like you know where they are mm-hmm. now, like they would. I feel like there's no strong yeah. argument against that, which is wild because we're talking about
1: we're talking about them taking over Luca, who Luca was supposed to be, you know, like the next big thing, the next Magic Johnson, and you have these two guys mm-hmm. that like everyone kind of underestimated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, it's a, it's a great time right now. I mean, we might have to come up with a new category where we thought 50, 40, and 90 was elite <laughs> offensive production. It still is. Like, <laughs> it still is, but like Tyrese is a 50, 45, <laughs> 90 guy. Like, 45 from three is pretty, yeah. pretty wild. We'll see if he can sustain it, but I mean, that's just in, in pretty, pretty insane with on eight on eight three-point attempts yeah
1: watching his seeing his shooting percentage on a nightly basis and how consistently it is over 50 percent with the like shot selection that he has it's crazy man he's just such a smart player and he's so he's so much more talented than anyone gave him credit for and it it just goes to show that like it is so stupid to like discount a player in the draft just because they're not 18 or 19 years old like this guy came into the league mm-hmm. at 22 and now he's the best player in the league. Like one of the best players in the league, like four years later, you're telling me you wouldn't want that on your team. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I forgot about the, 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 basically the, the ooze that were coming right? out of draft night. When yeah. The Kings it's like, we've up. seen
1: it over and over again now where it's like guys like him, guys like Jalen Brunson. You know, like everyone mm-hmm. discounts them for being four year guys. And It's like no, like they are, they can play, man. They're they're better than a lot of these dudes that you're drafting ahead of them.
0: Yeah, twelfth pick in the twenty in the twenty nineteen draft. Yeah, uh, crazy stuff. Um, so here's my hot take, and maybe it's not that hot, but I've oh, but I feel like. You and I maybe were on the same page, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I've always, even heading into the summer, had serious doubts about the Mavericks <laughs> being a top four seed. Yeah. Like I feel like their ceiling has always been more six or seven seed, especially given the lack of moves they made over the offseason. Yeah. Right now they're they're the four seed in the West, but I have serious doubts <laughs> that they will actually be there at come the end of the year. So here's why. Only 10 games versus the Western Conference, while most teams have played well over mm. 10. Fifth in offensive rating, 23rd in defensive rating. Basically a mirror of the team that they were Yeah, we last kind of year. expected that had, coming into the season. Yeah. <laughs> where they have Luca and Kyrie lighting it up, but they're stopping nobody. And Dwight Powell is their best case at trying to stop people at the rim, and he ain't doing that for nobody. Yeah. Uh Six out of the first eight games were against teams well that are well below 500 right now. We're talking Memphis, talking you know Utah, mm-hmm. talking those guys. So once this team actually and here's the other thing too, for the first time in as long as I can remember, that division I keep can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. But this division of Dallas Mavericks, Spurs, Thunder stinks. Yeah, <laughs> Thunder. Outside of the Thunder, (laughs) it stings, and this and this division used to like hold the NBA where all of these teams were, yeah, at the very least playoff contenders. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I think as far as from a schedule perspective, the Mavericks have still not seen the best in the Western Conference, and once they start to on a regular basis, their record is going to suffer, and more of their leaks are going to be exposed here. Mm -hmm. And I just don't believe in this roster. Luca will carry this team forward but they're only one Lucas Green ankle <laughs> away from really free yeah. falling in the, in the standings
1: I, I I honestly don't think this is too hot of a take either I, th- I think that this, this is very reasonable to think that the Mavericks aren't going to be able to have the same amount of wins that they have right now by the end of the season and you just look at the rest of the talent in the West I mean obviously you have like the Wolves and OKC who seem like they're going to retain a pretty good winning record and stay up there the Nuggets just got Jamal Murray back, so that's already your three. But then you got to think at some point, the Kings, Lakers, Suns, one of those teams or multiple of those teams is going to go on a big winning streak. And that that mm-hmm. is going to leave the Mavericks hanging at the 5-6 spot at the very best. And I'm still of the belief that they'll still be a high playing team at the end of it all. Like I think mm-hmm. they'll be a 7 or 8 seed. And yeah, I I, I agree. I think that this team just knows how to score and they really don't try very much on defense. I mean, Derek Lively has kind of given them a little bit inside, a little more than they maybe were expecting from him early on. I just don't believe in Grant Williams. I don't believe in Dwight Powell. Yeah. These guys just aren't difference makers. So yeah, I can see them falling off for sure. But Luka has been playing red hot lately. And so as long as you can keep that up, it's great. But yeah, top four is going to be a tough sell. Yep.
0: Here's another team to throw at you. I'm surprised they're not on the Mm. list. And it almost feels like a yearly tradition for them to be (laughs) on this list. The Orlando Magic. Are they truly the second best team in the East? Oh, man. They have their second and defensive rating. (laughs) uh, 17th and offensive rating. They are holding opponents to 108 points so far right now. Uh, this is crazy. Is this actually, is this a real deal? Are they actually the second best team? in Yeah. The
1: East? So yeah, a little, little bit uh, jumping forward to the hot teams I and mean, the magic have to top that list because this is, this is one of those runs where, you know, there's, there is like the magic have been this team before for us too, right? Where they've been the team that has <laughs> yeah. gone off to a super hot start. We're like, Wow, this is pretty crazy, but like it doesn't seem like they should be this good. This magic team is super intriguing, though, to me. and I think to you as well and to everybody. I think everyone's really rooting for them. They have so many solid young guys, and they've drafted just super yeah. well. like every every mm-hmm. it seems like every guy that they've drafted has hit so far. Like even Jalen Suggs, who mm-hmm. we were like kind of out on last year and he fell out of the rotation. He has come back with a vengeance since Markel Fultz got hurt. And he he looks like one of the best yep. defensive guards in the league. He, he's he got the yep. length. He's got the energy. He's firing up the crowd. He's throwing lobs to Cole Anthony and trying to re-impersonate the D-Wade <laughs> LeBron vintage yeah, picture. Yeah, I did see that. And it it's so fun to see this team succeed, man, because it's been a long time coming and guys like Cole Anthony who have written out the, the dark days of, of this magic franchise, yeah. like are finally getting to have their time to shine. And it's so good at the end of the day though, this, mm-hmm. this team is not, it just doesn't scream contender to me in any way. Like they're just not, it doesn't nope. seem like they should be ready yet. Uh, so I, I can see them also like the Mavericks falling down the standings quite a bit. I don't think that's going to be super surprising for anybody, but this team's going to make the playoffs. I, I think they will make it and it's, it's going to be like a success for them, I think. But, th- and then they, they, this isn't the only time that they've uh, really looked good at the end of last season. They looked good too. Honestly, they were winning more games than they were mm-hmm. losing at the end of the season. Obviously it was a little too late, but they're carrying that momentum over.
0: Yeah, ak winning streak, the longest winning streak current mm-hmm. the longest active winning streak in the NBA right now at the second seed, second best defense in the in the NBA. And yeah, I mean every single guy up and down this roster seems like they're having a career year, and they're doing this without Wendell Carter Jr., who's also out, and Markel Foltz as well. But yeah, I mean, when you talk about a contender. There's always, like, a certain criteria, right? You got to be top five elite in certain categories, either in offense or defense, and you got to at least have one all-NBA guy. <laughs> this team has does not have anyone. <laughs> Boncaro's the closest, and I think he's still Yeah, years I, you'd away. Hard pr- he's got some question marks, I too. I mean,
1: who is an all-star on this team, even? Not even, like, a top 15 guy. No. Is there an all-star? Is Boncaro an all-star? I don't think so. Not yet not him i
0: think he i think if he's there it might be borderline if he can keep this team in the top five in the east he's probably gonna get some right
1: yes strong that's votes the thing. to sway his is, side if this but is a top five team in the east by the time of, of all-star break do they get a player into the all-star game just because of that
0: it feels like there's a case to be made yeah but I think we'd have to look at the list of who 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 gets pushed out as a result of Boncaro coming in. Yeah,
1: no, that's true. Yeah. We'll have to look at it more closely when we get more towards that. Not, I don't really want to go through all that uh this early in the season. But it, yeah. it, that that's to the your point though, is that they, they don't have any, you know, marquee guys. Mm-mm. Not yet, at least. Yeah, and I mean,
0: we're talking about second in defense, but even looking through this team, like you mentioned Jalen Suggs, but are is he actually an all-NBA all, def, all NBA defensive guy? He might guy? be, actually. Like, you know, the, <laughs> Dylan Brooks, the Dylan Brooks to the Memphis Grizzlies yeah. of last year, or the, you know, Jared Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday, like all these diff, strong defensive teams that finished last year, they all had that guy mm-hmm. that we all pointed right. to.
1: I could see Jalen Suggs making an, an all defensive team the way that they're playing. And, and you know, someone's got to get that credit for having the number two defense in the league. And I feel like Suggs is that guy. Um, as long as he keeps doing mm-hmm. this, obviously, I mean, that guy plays so hard, man. It's the magic are fun to watch, man. <laughs> I, I love rooting for this team. I really wanted them to succeed after seeing what the, like, you know, how Ben Caro looked in his rookie year. And, you know, faults coming back from his injury, and and Franz Wagner is just a good guy. It's just a fun guy to root for, along with his brother Mo, who I'm sure you have at least some partiality <laughs> to, and uh, yes. and Cole Anthony. I know you're partial to Cole Anthony too. Yeah, I, I'm sad that I didn't
0: get to. I'm not actually riding his best days. I know, right? <laughs> having him on my fantasy team for like three years in I a row,
1: know, you, you <laughs> chose the wrong year to lose faith in him.
0: I'm always too early, you know. I was I was one of the early guys that said Jokic was gonna be an MVP you in were. this league. Yeah. And the two years that I got him that I got him in fantasy
1: were just too yeah. early.
2: It was just too early.
1: Yeah. Anyways. I'll know who to draft next um, year then. Whoever you've drafted this year, I'll draft him next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm always just a year too early. Um reports indicate here that Zach Levine is gonna be available for trade now. I mean, I, this was like I feel like some people might put this in their hot take, but i I think we saw the writing was on the wall for this yeah. like this bulls team is awful. They did not start hot either this year, and yeah, they just need to blow it up. There's mm-hmm. like no redemption here. too much money's been spent on this roster. I think and the bulls just need to hit hit reset and figure out what their identity needs to be and what they can get back for exactly yeah, it's years. just but sixers Lakers and he he expected to make offers for this
1: guy it's it's just so sad to see this team just get a little worse every single year and then do nothing about it mm-hmm. and just keep keep all the same guys like we talked about in the offseason it's just what do you they, they don't have a plan they're just slowly riding out mm-hmm. this core that they have that is mediocre and it's i think it's finally coming to the point where zach levine even himself is just like what are we doing here what am i doing here yep but the question now is uh, and you're you're part of this now. The Lakers are obviously involved in this and the Heat have been trying to trade for someone mm-hmm. obviously the whole offseason. The Sixers have the pieces they got from the Clippers to make this deal. Do you see this happening before January? I think the
0: Bulls it just depends on I like, think because I think the question here is like what stage are the Bulls in? Are they in a stage where they just want to salvage whatever is left of this season, get these guys off the roster and st- Start giving more minutes to A.O. Donsumu, you know Kobe Y, Patrick Williams. Ugh. Assuming they still believe in these guys, Ugh,
1: Patrick Williams, or, or
0: are they willing to hold on for the best package? Because honestly, the market right now just seems dried <laughs> out for the Bulls' sake. That is, like, yeah. I think whatever whatever move they make, they're not going to get a great offer. Like the Lakers don't really have anything great to offer. Neither do the Sixers. The Sixers. For are gonna yeah. Those you know, are for contract a guy like Maxey. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna give him back Nicholas Batum and Marquis <laughs> Morris, like the guys they just got from the, from the Clippers. Yep, exactly.
1: And then yeah, the Lakers will just. Uh, I guess they'd have to give up D'Angelo Russell in that trade just for contract salary reasons, and I don't, I don't think they'd be willing to do yeah. that, especially with how well he's been playing recently. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd probably rather have Zach Levine than D'Angelo Russell. But yeah, it's it's tough right now because you, you do have a good thing going. You, you might not want to stir the pot. And D'Angelo Russell seems committed to the team at the same time. It's like, yeah, is that what the Bulls want? Like the none of these guys that they're going to get are like guys that they can build towards in the future. So it makes it really tough. And Mm -hmm. they don't really have anyone on the roster currently where you're like, we can get this guy more opportunity and he's going to shine. They have nothing right now. Like at least if you're like the blazers, right. And you're making the Dame trade, you at least had guys like Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons. Yeah. That like, yeah, that you can be like, these are guys that we can start developing who is that for the Bulls? Who Desunu is not that guy. I'm sorry. He might be decent, but he's not that guy. Kobe White is not that guy. And Patrick Williams sure as hell is not that guy. There's just nothing there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing that the Bulls have to like figure out. It's like, do they just want to hit the button, be the worst team in the NBA, and just and just ride out the free hot dog nights? <laughs> at American Airlines or United Airlines are $3 Arena. tickets. <laughs> yeah, $3 tickets. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> like, just, you know, just put the head down and just get through the, the dark days and get that number one pick. Or, or I mean, do you just keep riding out this the misery oh, of this man. team of guys that don't want to be there? Because I think, like, yeah, if you rush to a trade now, the the market's bad, mm-hmm. and it's. I don't think it's going to get any better. I think if there's peop- if there's players that maybe the best teams will put out their best cards for. It's more of a Siakam uh, if he becomes available. Guys like yeah. that, guys like that. And hot take here: maybe if Laurie Markkinen Ooh. becomes available and Utah realizes they're not as bad as they want to be. Oh my gosh!
1: So uh, they they tank even harder <laughs> than they already are. Tank even Dang. harder. They would be so bad without him. I mean, they are right now because he's been hurt. Yeah. But I don't. I just don't see teams
0: really putting out ridiculous offers for for Zach Levine, no. and none of the contenders I think have any strong pieces, especially now that you know Dame's just got Dame got moved, mm-hmm. uh, Harden got moved. Like all these guys already got moved. Like you, you just you're coming into a dry market. Like I don't know what Bulls management was thinking. They should have
1: done this well well <laughs> into the summer. Yep, we <laughs> said it time and time again. But if you had to guess. Which team would be most likely to trade for him? Which which team would be most likely to make a trade happen? I should say.
0: I just I just think it's gonna be a team that's not obvious to us. Maybe
1: the Knicks. Mm. Maybe um, the Knicks. Maybe he's probably intriguing. That would be intriguing, actually. Maybe you can get like an RJ Barrett back in return.
0: Yeah, I don't know if RJ Barrett. It would have to be an RJ Barrett or Emmanuel Quickly. Like maybe they feel Manuel Quigley... You know they can upgrade with move R.J. Barrett to the three, mm. Zach Levine to the two. Oh, they yeah, or, yeah. They
1: could even get rid of Julius Randall. You know if they Randall for, for Levine. Levine. Yeah, they might do it. I don't know if I would do that, but it
0: it it is possible. I mean, I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'd like would the Wizards make a swap? <laughs>
1: no, what would the Wizards here, do like? with Zach Levine? <laughs> 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 they're trying like to be just, so bad, seems... and they're doing it very well. <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm running a blank yeah, as like what teams have assets to to do something. Maybe the Warriors can convince the Bulls to take Wiggins or Chris if, Paul if his season continues. <laughs> Chris Paul. Oh, and I think we chatted about this during the summer that the Warrior that the Warriors were could be a dark horse team for Demar Derozan yeah. or uh, or Zach. Right, Levine. just swap
1: them straight up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Chris Paul, yeah, or Wiggins, straight up for for Levine. Yeah, that'd be insane if that. I think most of the NBA would revolt. Oh, happened, definitely. It's in the cards. Yeah. It's in the yeah. cards. It's a possibility. The salaries could
1: match for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. What about you? Is there any place you see Zach going? No.
1: Honestly, I can't think of it. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the Bulls don't know who to trade him to, so they're just standing still.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Big deal of forgetful here. Lamella ball sprained ankle out indefinitely. Oh, Man, this brutal. is this is kind of a big deal, mm. I think, for this fan base and this franchise in general because it just they cannot catch a rhythm, and they just have such a uh, a team that seems like they should be good, but they just have some bad characters on that roster. Yes, they do. Ma, I mean. Miles Bridges is coming back and playing. And I watched the their win or their loss today against the Nets. Or did they win that uh, game? they lost. I don't know.
1: Or no. Ah, it was lost. like a one-point game, yeah.
0: They won okay. it. It was a close one. Regardless, <laughs> it was a fun game to watch. It was fun to watch these guys play, but the character issues that they have on this team just gives me such a bad taste. Lamella Ball seemed to be the only bright spot. And, you know, he already lost all of last year. So for him to go down. With another injury, and obviously his brother Lonzo is also out definitely It just, it just puts a bad, it just puts a, a a tamper, I think, on the Ball brothers who have sort of been on the storylines and, and basketball circles for so many years, mm-hmm. and just feels like neither of them can catch a break here to put yeah. together some strong seasons. And
1: it sucks too because Lamelo Ball is really hitting a stride in the season too. Mm-hmm. Like his numbers were going crazy. Like they were like Luka Doncic level numbers. And that wasn't translating yeah. to wins necessarily, but for him, I was like, wow, like this guy's getting back to his all-star form. Like that's so great to see. And so does this to sustain another setback like this, like it's becoming a trend, unfortunately. And you know, these ball brothers, like their dad, their dad might've trained them into the ground growing up. Like they, they, yeah. their, their legs just might be toast because this just keeps happening to them. And it's, it's just getting worse and worse every year. It just seems like they're so fragile. Like I watched the play where LaMelo got hurt and it's like, yeah, it looked like he twisted an ankle, but it didn't look like so bad, but now we're talking and then they come out and they're like, yeah, he's out indefinitely. Like that tells me he's out at least like six to eight weeks, which is like for a twisted yeah. ankle. That's, that's quite a lot. So like, he's very fragile and like, it's going to happen again, probably because he just can't stay healthy. It's just, it, it's really sad to watch because he's such a talented dude And he really could help this franchise if he could just stay healthy for an extended period. But it's just not going to happen very soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the I forgot that they beat this. They managed to beat the Celtics last weekend. (laughs) Uh, That should have been like a big game changer for their season. But instead, because Lamella goes out, they've they dropped three games in a row after that. So. That that it's just, I think it's a big deal Mm -hmm. in that. That I think this is a turning, this is a crossroads in their season where they could have gained momentum, but they lost it. Uh, Ben Simmons continues to sit as he has another nerve issue in his back. This is another (laughs) sort of like, I could have looked at it as like, oh, you know, typical Ben Simmons, (laughs) but I actually honestly think he really wanted to actually go out this year and actually have a a redemption season. Mm -hmm. He looked, he didn't look bad the first few games. So, for the, for him to go down this way i think it's actually like a big bummer for hit for himself and his career um so that just so i think it's a big deal for ben simmons for the nets in general probably not cuz i don't really think they expected to do very much this year anyways
1: i mean kind of I, I feel like because they made the playoffs last year they did have some form of mm. expectations that they would kind of be in the same area just developing their guys a little more Having Ben Simmons back could have made a difference for them. I mean, great defender, obviously, great right. facilitator. And you saw his his start be so good. And this this nerve issue just sprouts up again out of nowhere. Like it, it it wasn't like one moment that happened where you're like, oh, he got hit in the back hard, and that's why he's hurt. This is just a chronic yeah. thing for him. And now we know that it's just never gonna be a hundred percent. It's it's kind of like the same thing Michael Porter Jr. has. Where he's he's been able to at least stay like pretty healthy, but uh for Ben Simmons, it might just be a little worse, and yeah it, it's too bad it, it really is, but yeah i i hope I hope it's not his last time we see him on the court this year. I just have no idea when he's supposed to come back
0: mhm yep i I don't know, hopefully he can get get it back together, but Bradley Beale spoils a big three. Big 3 debut and sits out there back injury just as Devin Booker comes in.
1: <laughs> the I morning to talk about of, this. In my, the morning of when they yeah. were supposed to debut, nope, he's out. had a bad shoot around. I forgot
0: to put this in my in my hot takes, but I actually think this Big 3 will play less than 30 games this year. Like
1: I mean, that's not even a hot take at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, like, there's very few chances coming up.
0: Yeah, that's why even going into the into the year, I was not super sold on the Suns upgrading them automatically to a contender because the 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 reality is like Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant have both just suffered health issues. Yeah. The last I mean, did few you years. know
1: that Bradley Beal was this hurt though? Like I didn't know he was going to be hurt to start the season. I didn't know he's been dealing with this this injury like the whole off season. I I had no I, idea about it.
0: I didn't know either. I thought it'd be like sprinkles of weeks being lost here and there because of because it just like the way his seasons with the Washington Wizards have been playing out that way the last few years. But I didn't know there was like one issue that was gonna stop him from the beginning of the year and continue on a month into the regular season. Like yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really know what's going on, although I'm I'm not honestly surprised that I I feel like health was always gonna be an issue with the Suns, and I hate health being the the determinant of whether I think they're a team is a contender or not. Uh, But I think in the case of Beal and Durant, it's, I think there's some history here the last few years.
1: Um, Yeah. It's a big deal, man. Like we could see Bradley Beal's career Mm -hmm. just falling off a cliff right now. Like I I really think it's a huge deal. Yeah. I think it
0: is a big deal in terms of like, if the Suns want to see them as, see themselves as a contender with such a tough Western conference, you know, it'll be tough to get them to secure home court advantage. Mm -hmm in the playoffs without without a full squad to, you know, win, help win some of these regular season games, especially because at at some point, like, I feel like Durant is going to lose weeks of yeah. time. Like, I don't think he's going uh, to play 75, seventy five seventy five to 82 to 80 games. Like, I definitely think he's going to hit the 65 game number again. <laughs> right. uh, so it's just a matter of like, when those games are going to be lost. Can you have Beal, can you slide in Beal to help, you know, stay afloat through throughout the, the, the regular season. Yeah,
1: yeah we'll see. Yeah, yeah it's it's unfortunate to watch. I, I want to see these three play together. Yeah. Daniel
0: Tice being <laughs> bought up by the Pacers joining the Clippers. Oh this is a forgetful uh, one for me. Easy. <laughs> this is not gonna <laughs> Daniel Tice uh, will not look issues. he doesn't look very
1: good. They just they needed a big guy to replace Mason Plumley being out and he's he's there. He's 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 a body on the court. <laughs> so I do forgetful. think the, I, I do think the loss of Mason Plumley
0: was actually like a slightly big deal for the Clippers. Yeah, we don't
1: have anyone else b- behind Zubok, you know, like that was yeah. our guy.
0: And he added just a different dynamic to that lineup because he's so like Mason Plumlee is actually like a pretty good role player in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Like a so reason he's managed to stay in the league for so he many years. He started for years skills, for the, the Hornets. Vision.
1: Yeah, they started him like yeah. for better or for worse. But they, yeah, he was out there, so he knows how to play. Um, but yeah, I don't think he'll be back to like February now. So, yeah, huh? We'll see if we make the plan. <laughs> yeah, this one, this, this one's a this big one's, deal. This one's
0: this is a yeah. huge one. Josh Giddy facing allegations of dating a minor. I think this is a huge mm-hmm. deal, and it's not just for. Josh Giddy or Oklahoma City, I think it's a huge deal for the NBA uh, (laughs) where, like, you have this, like, just the NBA in general. Obviously, also Josh Giddy and the crime itself. Are you surprised that he's
1: still playing during these allegations?
0: Yeah. So that's, that's my, that's, that's like what I wanted to to touch on here is that I think it's a huge deal for the NBA that you now have Josh Giddy with these allegations, Miles Bridges, who's actively in a court case. (laughs) for domestic violence yeah. uh you had the Kevin Porter stuff happen over mm-hmm. the summer like and then you just suspended uh Draymond Green mm-hmm. for basically chokeholding Rudy <laughs> Gobert but you're not suspending Rudy Josh Giddy for this weird stuff and Miles Bridges is playing basketball games John Moran to suspend like it just yeah. seems like there's no consistency in what the NBA sees as a big deal or worthy of punishment and what the degree of punishment of that punishment should be mm-hmm. And and where and where do you actually begin to begin to serve out punishments? Is it during allegation stage or once someone has been proven to have committed that? Like, it's just I just feel like it's throwing the NBA in such a weird spot. But as fans, it kind of gives you a bad taste watching some of these guys play the game. Right.
1: Because it's almost like you're you're trying to, like, forget about what's happening off the court right like oh yeah it's fine like we're Mm -hmm. just playing basketball but it's like i don't know it it, i guess there's continuity in that they're allowing the guys to play that haven't been proven completely guilty yet it's like giddy and bridges are both in the middle of their cases whereas you know we saw draymond chokehold gobert so he gets punished we saw john morant have a gun so they're just guilty they're they've been proven mm-hmm. guilty so i guess the policy is that you can play as long as you haven't been proven guilty which yeah does leave a bad taste in my mouth a little bit um mm. I, yeah i don't i don't want to be the the pointing fingers guy but it's it's just it's weird you know cuz they're not even addressing it you know if if josh giddy was to come mm-hmm. out and address it i feel like people would be more comfortable with him out there on the floor but it's hard like if you're an okc fan like can you root for him like in the <laughs> middle of all this i don't uh, i should have asked we I mean, have an okc fan we should have asked him that but it's just it's weird man it's super weird doesn't feel right right yeah especially as you got parents and kids that
0: are fans of the league as well you know what, what does that mean like i would love to be in a meeting with the nba and league officials and here like how what are they talking about how are they debating this and how are they discussing what to, how to I like this. to
1: imagine. They're just like, God damn it. I have no idea what to do. Like, <laughs> what does this even, what do we even do with this? Like, there's no protocols. Maybe we'll just wait it yeah. out. And I, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I feel like back in the nineties and like even the early two thousands, some of these stories could probably just be hidden under the rug. Right. Because it's yeah. like the New York times would be reporting it or some of these more news cycles would be reporting it but now in this era of social media it's like the blog spaces the youtubers everybody that touches the nba mentions this and talks about Mm -hmm. it like the nba can't pr team can't proactively try to hide these news from the from their hardcore sports fans their hardcore basketball fans like it's just so in your face that you have to i think address it but it seems like the nba is going the other way of basically seeing how this plays out yeah. before saying anything. On and I'm it.
1: very curious if he is found guilty of the, the, of the allegations, what the punishment's going to be. Is it going to be on the same level as jaw? Is it going to be worse? I don't, I don't know because with, in jaw's case, he was only breaking the rules of the league. In this case, mm-hmm. th- this is him breaking the rules of the United States. So yeah, that seems a lot worse. So I I I don't know. It would be a huge deal if Josh Giddey just can't play for the Thunder at all this year. That would be huge. Um, Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, there there hasn't been a lot coming out in the most recent days. But that, yeah, some, something's got to come out soon with this because it's just I, I'm very uncomfortable with it just being on the back burner during this whole week and just watching him play games and being like, oh, man, like we've got to come to a resolution on this quickly
0: yeah I, I agree as well and okc is in the middle of having a real breakout right. here with their team so to have this also lingering in the back of their minds like it's also kind of i'm sure it's got to be disruptive mm-hmm. in terms of like is josh giddy gonna if like if this team manages to finish in the top four and they're legitimately a tier two contender here like they're gonna need every right ta- every piece of talent that they can get uh you know to 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 make it out of the first oh, round, yeah. second 100%. round and knock out the nuggets potentially. Um, cool. Talking of staying on the Western Conference though, hot teams. We have we have to talk about this team, the Timberwolves. Man. Three-game <laughs> win streak, number one seed in the West. Just I honestly have not been watching a lot of Timberwolf games. Neither have I. Because I just did not believe that this team would be doing this. Like, you know, in our season preview, the X Factor here was. How is Carl Anthony Towns going to actually adjust his game to Rudy Gobert? And were we ever going to see the defensive player of the year version of Rudy Gobert? We touched on the injuries and the backaches and issues that he had last year. And, you know, even even, despite Cat not being there, Rudy Gobert just did not dominate last year the way we thought he would with Cat not being there. But this year, Rudy Gobert, it seems like he's climbed his way back to Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert. And Carl Anthony Towns has sl- taken a slight backseat, but he's also adjusted his game to where he can actually be effective, and therefore that's resulting in actual wins for yeah. these Timberwolves. <laughs> and here they are. Are they? Are they? A, are they? It is
1: this really a tier one or tier two contending team? It's it's crazy, right? I mean, you look at it on paper, and it doesn't seem like it, but Anthony Edwards is him. Like he continues mm-hmm. to improve every single year. I think right now he's up to 26 points a game this year, which is two more than he had last year. Um, He's improved all his percentages, um, points, rebounds, assists. He, He is the bonafide leader of this team now. I feel like the transition has finally happened where, like you said, Cat has given him the reins to the team. It's his team to run. And he looks fantastic out there. He's playing tough, gritty basketball night in, night out. Go Bears block numbers are back up to what they were in his Utah days. And they're they're winning against, you know, some high quality opponents, too. Um, Are they the number Mm -hmm. one seed? That's a tough one. I don't know if they'll retain that the whole year. But I mean, based off of where they ended last year and how much fight that they gave the championship Nuggets team in the first round of the playoffs, they are for real like this is no fluke at all. Like, I think that they will definitely be a top three seed. This year, and man, they they could easily win a playoff series or two, find their way into the conference finals, yeah,
0: and I'm with you on that, and that's why I don't I'm glad we didn't put this in the hot take category yeah. category earlier because it's just funny like I'm just thinking back to the conversation during the season preview where we talked about how cat's numbers really dropped with him moving to the four spot and playing around Rudy Gobert and now I'm looking at his numbers and they're back up to where he was. I mean the point volume is not there but that's probably not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's back to shooting 50% from the field, 40% from 3. He's knocking down his shots 90% from the free throw line and then Rudy Gobert is back to being a double-double machine 12 and 11, but I think more more importantly which is I think the issue the front office was trying to figure out by bringing in Gobert is making a huge jump as far as the team defensively. And they're the number one defensive team in the league right now. Dang. And I never thought there'd be a day. I'd see a day where the Timberwolves were the number one defense and right behind them would be the Orlando Magic.
1: This is 2023. The, yeah, the league is changing. And I, I love to see some of these teams finally finding their way into being relevant. You know, because we've been talking about mm-hmm. the Lakers and the Celtics and the Bucks and the Sixers for years now. And it's it's time we started talking about some of these other teams that are finally collected enough young talent to actually, you know, make a splash.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. And here's another tidbit here also on Towns, which I think when we were talking about the previewing of this team is like how Gobert was going to help Towns and. Town's personal fouls per game is slightly down. There you go. <laughs> the dude is staying on the ground because this dude could not be a defensive centerpiece because the man just fouled so fouled the ball mm. so much. But he's staying on the floor yeah. and that duty has now moved on to go. And you want to
1: know one, one other guy that's getting undervalued in all of this, too, is Mike Conley. Still at it man still doing his thing yeah as good as good as he's ever been honestly obviously a lot less usage but he hasn't missed a single free throw this entire year he's a (laughs) hundred percent and he's averaging less than one turnover a game as the starting point guard for this team which he's averaging about six assists 0.8 turnovers a game his assist to turnover ratio is about six to one. That is elite. Still, <laughs> this guy's just playing the role so well. Yeah, that's incredible. I <laughs> did Not know that, <laughs> dude. He's still got I mean, it, he's... man. Mike Conley's still still that gritty player we we've always loved.
0: Yeah, see, I always love it. Like sometimes you don't need the best player from a trade, like the D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. Mike Conley swap, yeah. like. They just they just needed what Mike Conley brings to the table. And, you know, this this is just not what D'Angelo Russell is. Right. Uh, He wasn't going to give this to this team. Uh, Yeah. The other team here, Magic, eight game win streak, top two seed in the Eastern Conference. Everybody's playing their role. We already talked about this, the question contender or pretender. I think we're in agreement here that they're slightly pretenders. Mm Not quite contenders,
1: but they're not a
0: full-on pretender. <laughs> yeah. this, at least not this year. They're not year.
1: pretending as much as they have in years past. In the Vucevic years, when they'd start super hot, they, they are not pretending as much. This team, This team does have the potential to become a contender one day. That day is not today, but it mm-hmm. is soon. Yeah, the Knicks
0: two-game win streak and seven of the last ten to get back in the playoff picture. The Knicks are such an interesting <laughs> team. They are also a top-five defensive team, which I guess is no surprise with Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. But the core has—it just I'm just never really sure how high to buy the Knicks. I know they're <laughs> a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. With the run that they made last year, where they knocked out the Cavaliers, was a huge surprise to me. And I know I still don't know if that was a f- like, that was just luck. The Cavaliers just fell apart and allowed themselves to get beat by <laughs> what seemingly seemed like a weaker team to me. Yeah. Or The Knicks are truly a team that's, like, on the verge here of being a Tier 2 contender in the Eastern Conference and making another second-round appearance because the core is back. Emmanuel Quigley's having a great year, uh, and the rest of the
1: guys are basically continuing from where they left off last year yeah it's pretty incredible and randall and brunson are finally getting it back together and brunson's been on a scoring tear recently he's averaging 46 percent from three this year so far on six and a half attempts per game so he's shooting a lot of them Mm -hmm. and he's making a lot of them too impressive scoring numbers from them they have like every national television game, though. I feel like they're on every time it's a TNT or ESPN national televised game, which I'm just like, they're fine to watch. Like, I'll watch them. But like, isn't there anyone else in the Eastern Conference you can put on that early time slot? Because I've seen enough yeah. of them. I, I, I know exactly how they play. I, I know their rotations. I, I know how the offense works. I just I want to see someone else, man. I put the Wizards on national TV. Just I want to see a clown fiesta because <laughs> the Knicks really like they're they're cool and all, but like why are they getting so much? na I, I guess it's just because they're New York, right? And they have a lot of fans. But mm-hmm. come on, let's see some other teams, man. Like I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And and then when I say like the the other guys are continuing back to where they were is, man. Randall is. Is doing his thing, but you know, he's still shooting over fit below 50%. Yeah. He's he's still doing the frustrating plays, <laughs> and the trade real the trade rumor is still, you know, there mm-hmm. that the Knicks are potentially trading, or or at least Knicks fans would love to see Randall <laughs> know, trade, or at least a him. certain fraction of them. <laughs> Poor guy, man. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you actually see
1: Randall getting moved here this <sighs> year? Is that a hot take? <laughs> I feel like if the Knicks are in a good position seating wise, like if they're in like the four or five position at the end of December, I don't, I don't think they'll make a move. I really don't. Cause I Mm -hmm. I don't think, I I don't think they should honestly, because Zach Levine isn't that much better than Julius Randall. Like, and that's, who's going to be available. Like you're not going to get a guy better than Julius Randall, the trade deadline. So I, I don't think they'll make a move.
0: Yeah. And then it's like, who who do you move into that into that spot if you lose Randall? I think if there's a trade, maybe it's
1: Barrett for for Levine. Yeah, um, yeah. If you could pull that off, yeah, definitely. You'd probably have to throw in someone like yeah. Quickly or Grimes in there too, just for salary. But yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think they'll stand pat. I mean, they're 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 playing well right now, so I don't think they'll complain. Yep, sinking teams. Chicago
0: Bulls yeah. losing Talked eight about of their that. last ten. <laughs> yeah. I mean Patrick Williams is not having a breakout year despite how many people want to wish this Remember to happen. when he wanted a hundred million
1: dollar uh, contract in the offseason? Kiss that mm-hmm. goodbye, my friend. You might not even get <laughs> you might not even get an NBA contract next year. Like this is <laughs> like who's gonna give it to him? He's just not good at anything.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This is a team too that we should talk about. The Warriors losing seven of the last ten. Staff basically somehow playing, continuing to play (laughs) lights out as one of the top guards, in the NBA top 10, like a top 10 player every year. I think he's, he's ready to fall out of that range, but Duke, he's proven me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like he still does enough to just, where we can't forget about him, but like the rest of the Warriors team is really starting to fracture. And the one that I did not see coming is Andrew Wiggins, just completely falling off. Like, just seemingly out of nowhere, no injury really to report on no change in role. It looked like maybe the Kaminga thing was, 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 you know, impacting that, but even Kaminga is playing better, but there is no, like this is, there is no Kaminga breakout.
1: No. Happening here. <laughs> yeah. I guess there is a little bit of a Wiggins injury. He, he slammed his finger on a car door today. So he had a little ouchie oh. there and he couldn't play. I <laughs> <laughs> ended up winning the game yeah. against the Clippers anyway, but I mean, yeah, I, like I can't remember if we talked about this on a podcast before, but it just seems like he's not all mentally there. Like it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like his his mind is fully on the game of basketball. There might be some off court issues he's dealing with that I mean, I know he was dealing with some last year too that like kept him out for like yeah. half the season. So yeah, there might there might be a bunch of stuff going on with him. It might not get resolved this year. Clay is just washed. Like i I think i think we're in agreement there there's no recovery for this man we're not gonna see some miraculous second half of the season like back to vintage clay and draymond Mm -hmm. uh, draymond just gets angrier every year man like (laughs) it's just getting it's getting to this boiling point now we're just like dude just every every game now it seems there's something he's barking about someone he's trying to push around like it's just not it's not contributing as much to winning as it once did yeah, he totally
0: blew that game for them against the Kings. Yeah. by, you know, his antics, his flopping antics, complaining to the ref, like he just turned the tide and he got the crowd back mm-hmm. in it for the Kings. Like, I mean, maybe like they had control of that game and it just felt like the crowd going behind them just really aided the Kings in hell, just knocking down some absurd shots yeah. in the at the end <laughs> there. And yeah, DeAaron Fox was not the final win. Yeah, Malik Beasley just hitting that ridiculous off the backboard shot. Oh, uh, maneuvering Malik Monk. Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Malik Monk, <laughs> Malik Monk. Yeah. Not Malik Beasley. <laughs> yeah, but on the Clay Thompson point though. It's just when when Clay's shot was not dropping, like Clay was such a such a formidable guy to have out there mm-hmm. just because he could match up with almost any guard or small forward. But when his shot's not falling and his legs are moving slower than ever, it, it, it's tough to watch him out there it is, yeah. just not be the, the same productive guy that he is. And who are you swapping in for him? Like you have Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, which are solid, but they're not great. Mm-hmm. And a lot, honestly, isn't being said about how the warrior front warriors front office has really blundered in the last <laughs> few years of like the opportunity that they had to extend their dynasty. Like it almost felt like they were going to be such a Chico team. Mm-hmm. by having those picks and they have somehow blundered them. Yeah. The off season moves they've made. Like the only reason they're still relevant is just because Curry is so
1: great. <laughs> and, and Draymond green for a bit there. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about the James Wiseman pick more than anything as far as uh, the picks that they had, but. Exactly. Yeah, that, that one will live in infamy on that, in that franchise. And then Jordan Poole, all the antics there, obviously. And, Mm-hmm. And Kaminga and Moody, man, yeah, they're just they're not blossoming into the players that they they no. could have been. They, those, those guys, they they showed promise early, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things where they, they maybe they have a mental block or something that's preventing them from actually like reaching their potential. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see where they end up. I I, I think that that's gonna be very hard for them to get out of the playing seating area. I'd be very surprised mm. if they ended up any higher than 7th. I I would be too.
0: I think Curry's too good to let this team fall out of playoff contention, but I don't think he's great enough without any without any support yeah. to really get them out of the that play in area. Mm-hmm. Uh Pistons 16 oh, game losing streak. <laughs>
1: Not uh. a single win
0: in November. Oh, this is why Monty Williams is getting paid big bucks <laughs> to be there. But
1: there's many problems yeah. that Monty Williams cannot fix. This this roster, man, uh, it is just designed to lose. The general management has. I mean, if the Wizards, or I mean, sorry, not the Wizards, the Warriors. If the Warriors have failed to in their drafting, the Pistons have definitely at least matched them in their just prowess mm-hmm. in terrible draft picks. You talk about, I mean, I guess they're not terrible, but like they're none of them are really panning out, and they've also had very unfortunate lottery luck most years where they're the worst team. They end up getting the fourth or fifth pick instead of the number one pick, and the one pick that they mm-hmm. did get in Cade Cunningham is one of the least efficient shooters in the entire league, and I don't think he's had a single game where he shot above 500, <laughs> and yeah. it's just yeah it it's hard to watch them i mean they they got absolutely demolished by the wizards where i mean it's not <laughs> like the wizards were riding any hot streak they were on a nine game losing streak themselves and they made the pistons look ridiculous
0: yeah yeah and it there's just like so much inconsistency with the lineups that Monty Williams is throwing, like I've watched the. To be few fair, of these it's games, like well, he's trying games. to figure
1: out, like, what the hell do I do with all these guys? I don't even know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, like to me in my eyes, I think you commit to Jaden Ivey and you, you, you start him and you just move Killian Hayes to the bench. But there's this weird dynamic where Killian Hayes still takes up majority of the minutes. Uh, I think Jalen Durant seems to be a bright spot, so he's taking up a lot of the center mm-hmm. spots, but. Even Isaiah he's, there's still like a flip-flop there between Isaiah Stewart, Duran, and Marvin Bagley. The only yeah, sure so spot is. Why is Kate he playing Hunningham. so
1: much Marvin Bagley? Like, there's just no reason to play this guy. I honestly think that Isaiah Stewart, even like, he's not he's not the solution for them, especially in the starting lineup. Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: I think there's a lot of like weird general managing dynamics happening yeah. here with with the with the front office and Monty Williams where I think the Pistons really don't want to admit that Killian Hayes or like Isaiah Stewart are signing Marvin Bagley were, we're bad, bad moves. Yeah. yeah. So they I feel like they're not holding a gun to, to Monty Williams but essentially being like okay we're paying you big bucks yeah, so you got to try keep playing our guys so like, that we don't admit that we did bad cuz I don't see why Killian Hayes should be no. playing 26 minutes still this right. season. It's
1: like this, The yeah. Like the starting lineup should be Ivy Cunningham, Asar Thompson, who they moved to the bench today. <laughs> they moved Asar yep. Thompson. Exactly. He's been like the one bright spot for them. And he gets 13 minutes in the loss against the Knicks today. And I would probably put in Jalen Duran for sure starting center and then Isaiah Livers. Is probably their best yep. bet at power forward. I would move Jack. I would move uh, Isaiah Stewart to the bench. That would be my starting yeah, and lineup. I it, and yeah, just they. I don't think they've ever tried that one. Mm-mm.
0: And I think it just sucks that Asar Thompson, who probably is the better player out of all these guys, well, second to Cunningham, has to you know take a lesser. Yeah, has to take a big hit in minutes because when you have sort of these priorities to play like Killian Hayes, Stewart and Bagley <sighs> and then Jaden Ivey too. There's very little minutes to go right. around, especially when all these guys kind of have suffer from the same deficiencies. Like they're all terrible scorers, terrible shooters. Yeah. They hustle, but this team needs
1: actual skill. So is this team going to, I guess not exceed, but <laughs> are they going to be worse than the uh charlotte bobcats season in gosh what year was that 2013 i want to say oh they won yeah. nine games nine is this team going <laughs> this team is on pace to be worse than that team it is on pace that team
0: did not have a somewhat set of young prospects <laughs> it was just, just terrible, terrible. T- aging <laughs> Middle of the pack, guys. <laughs> and, <laughs> so when you have that, I think it's very easy to have a I don't care attitude, throw in the towel, which is essentially what that team did. This team, I think, when you have a Sar Thompson, Kate Cunningham, uh, you know, guy, and even Jaden Ivy, who dudes who are still trying to prove themselves, and Hayes also probably trying to prove the fact that he belongs in the NBA still, I think that that should carry you
1: to at the very least 13 <laughs> wins. Sorry, right, this so this season in 2011 they actually only had seven wins, but it was a sh- it was a lockout season, so sure. they probably yeah. would have gotten more than seven. But that that is how much they got. What was the win percentage? Do you uh, have that? Ten point six. Ten point six. So right, on, right pace. on pace. Right on yeah. pace. Right on
2: pace.
1: This is this is very dangerous. I don't know if we've talked about a team being this bad in a long time, and there's been some bad teams. I think. Yeah, I think the Rockets were a
0: candidate last year too. We we thought that they'd be that bad potentially. Yeah.
1: And then yeah, they ended up winning like what, eighteen games or something. So it's not even mm-hmm. close. So I
0: think I s so I think I think there's always that fear, but I think the I think the Pistons will figure it out. They won seventeen games last <laughs> year and they had a worse <laughs> roster. <laughs> they have the same roster. <laughs> well they have cunning they have Cunningham yeah, at the very true. least. You
1: think that would add some value. Man. Yeah, this is this is bad, man. I'm not sure who they're going to get a win against. If they can't even beat the Wizards <laughs> or even get close to them?
0: Oh boy. Yeah. I think once management can accept that they messed up with their signings and picks and they and they let Monty Williams play the just the best guys, I think yeah. they'll, they'll manage to get some wins, <laughs> but yeah. Best performances here: Victor Wembanyama, twenty-five minutes, seven for seventeen, twenty points, eleven boards, four steals, and six blocks in the loss against the Nuggets. Man, Victor has been putting together some package of good yeah. games and some package of okay games, and I think that's just what, what it is to expect, especially when the Spurs' uh, point guard duties fall to Sochan, <laughs> who's never played point guard, and Trey Jones, who may be a, po- may be a point, maybe a backup point guard. guard. He's, he's got the build, <laughs> yeah. He's got the build of a point guard, yeah. but I don't know if he's truly a point guard, right. but he's the second best option <laughs> on this first. Yeah,
1: it is yeah. it is actually impressive the numbers that Wemby is putting up with the lack of talent and just the horrible management of this team around him. And this stat line is mm-hmm. from just 25 minutes in this game. The fact he got four steals and yeah. six blocks in 25 minutes, man. Like, he is super special, but this Spurs team is just so bad. It's actually crazy that they're worse than they were last year with Mm Wemby there. Like, it is kind of weird. But, yeah, he's putting up good individual stats. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll figure it out. I mean, three wins wins and losses is pretty bad. That's (laughs) super. That's only one better than the Pistons.
0: Yeah, somehow the Grizzlies have have jumped the spurs (laughs) but hey I think they're looking for Wemby's co-star that's that's yeah I guess so
1: man I don't I don't know I don't think I don't think there's a Wemby in next year's draft that's that's all I gotta say
0: yeah Cole Anthony 32 minutes 9 for 16 30.7 and 7 one block two steals and the monster alley-oop from Jalen Suggs uh I mean Cole, this might be Cole Anthony's best game yeah. of his NBA I mean, he's career. He's had some honestly. monster games,
1: though, in the past. Like, he just brings it some nights.
0: Yeah. So, there's this. You want to know how the Magic find themselves in the
1: second seed? It's there you go. It's Dude. Cole Anthony, baby, figuring things out. He might win six Bridget man of the year, Jackson. by the way. I, I got Cole Anthony as my vote for six man of the year right now. I never thought that would actually be a serious <laughs> sentence, but it is. It
0: is. It is just cr- it's just crazy. The magic have been such a mediocre franchise for so long. Even the Timberwolves, so just to keep yeah, talking about these It teams is weird to talk about them. Yeah, it's I love weird. It. <laughs> Reggie Jackson, uh, 40 minutes, 50 for 19, <laughs> 35, 5, and 13, two steals. It's unreal the way this guy plays against like Reggie Jackson must be the most emotional human being <laughs> out there. Like this dude gets. Up for whenever he plays against Westbrook. Yes. Like, even when he was a Clipper <laughs> and, and Westbrook was on the Lakers, like he would have some monster games. Mm-hmm. Like and there's something there. I don't know what it is. Obviously, they played in OKC and West and Jackson really had no interest in re-signing there, even though OKC was like a top three team in the West. But yeah i mean even on we're seeing the ends
1: the tail ends of reggie jackson's nba career and he's still just put together a huge <laughs> the best game, game of huge his career for the Nuggets. this has to be the best game <laughs> of his career right like there's no way he's ever done better than this
0: i think he's put some 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 good ones when he was a clipper not like great this games, though. though
1: right 15 to 19 shooting 35 he, i don't remember him ever doing that for us <laughs> but he'll do it against us for sure. Just to show us what we're missing out on now. But man. Yeah. Yeah. What a ridiculous game. And then honorable mention roll DeAndre Jordan, like best mm-hmm. game he's had in 10 years. This is absolutely insane. 21 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, two steals in a block, <laughs> five assists for De- When's the last time DeAndre Jordan had five assists in a game? Like it's gotta be years yeah. and years ago. like, Man, they must really hate the Clippers. They must really just hold a lot of a lot of spite towards them for them to just come out just be so ready for this game. It's just ridiculous. They played
0: like this was a playoff game. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the Clippers <laughs> were trying too. It's not like the Clippers faulted, but the Nuggets just brought it. So <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Worst performance is Paul George, Same game. ironically, <laughs> in this game. 37 minutes, 2 for 13, 6, 8 and 4, 5 fouls, 3 turnovers and a loss against the Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. locked well, down. Yeah,
1: who, who would have thought Michael Porter Jr. would be like an, a mini Aaron Gordon, you know, that he'd find that mm-hmm. role for himself. And it's it's been working out well. Like, I'm liking what Michael Porter's been doing this year, but. Paul George he's been in a little slump lately like he started off the year hot but yeah lately he's he's had a couple games like he had a game tonight against the Warriors where he looked terrible so hopefully he can get hot yeah. soon too much yeah, podcasting Poole,
0: 25. <laughs> yeah too much podcasting Jordan Poole, 25 minutes, 3 for 9, 10, 0, 3, 4 turnovers and a win it over the Pistons. Jordan Poole, I've never been in the Jordan Poole like fan base. So I'll say this. I'm not shocked at all that Jordan Poole might end up being like the most overrated, yep. like, I don't even know what to call overpaid. it. Pl- <laughs> overpaid, like overrated player of all time. Like it's just ridiculous how much hype was behind this guy heading into the this year. Yeah. Drafted second
1: uh, round in a lot of fantasy leagues. A lot of guys, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought, "Oh, he's unleashed now. He's not behind Steph. He'll average 27 points a game." Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> this is this has been more Yeah, he's there. he's probably gotten 10 points a game more often than he's gotten 27. Yep. I mean, I think it's like
0: Kyle Kuzma's by far the best player on oh, that team.
1: Danny Ainge
0: maybe the <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, like, he's
1: actually better than Pool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, Poole's shooting 39 percent from the field, 29 percent from three. That's horrendous for horrendous. your starting guard. <laughs> <laughs> That's if he's attempting 15, point, 15 field
2: goals. Is a he game just here. is he
1: just r- cruising on the on the one championship he got with the Warriors and now getting the huge contract and now he's like, I'm just going to dick around because I don't need anything else in life anymore.
0: I don't know. And that's a question I've asked myself when I've watched him play. It's like, does he, he does he legitimately think he's like a top 10 <laughs> player in the league and he's going to fire it away? Cause he's that good. It's his responsibility to shoot that shot. Or does he not care, and he's just careless? And I just think he doesn't care. Plays basketball. Like we've
1: seen him be better than this. Like this isn't normal. Like he Mm -hmm. was averaging twenty points a game for the Warriors coming off the bench last year. It's like we know he can play better, but there's no one to tell him what to do. He has no veterans to look up to on that team, so he's just dicking around. He just doesn't care. (laughs)
0: this is it's insane Jordan Poole man Aaron Gordon 39 minutes 0 for 12 2 for 4 free throws a 2 point loss to the Rockets man my poor guy Aaron Gordon
1: but the dude's still good man he's doing his thing with the Nuggets this was a huge outlier for him obviously he's hurt now too so tough stretch but overall he's had a solid season so don't expect this very much from him moving forward yeah Exactly. Uh, so final thoughts
0: here to close the podcast off. It's just the, uh, it's just the Lakers talking about the Lakers <laughs> at the number one seed in the playoff tournament in the in tournament, but it's not descriptive of the kind of season they've been having fluctuating up and down guys in and out of the, the, the lineup. And one thing that's been funny to me over the last few years is it just seems that no matter what the Lakers do in terms of the guys, they bring in guys, they ship out coaching changes the one thing that is always true is the Lakers are a terrible <laughs> three-point shooting team. They're 28th in three-point shooting uh, this year, 25th last year, 22nd the year before that, 21st the year before getting that. Worse even every the year, year they won, <laughs> even the year they won the championship, they were they didn't break out of out of the bottom out of that out of the bottom Third. you know 50th yeah. percentile. Yeah, Malik Beasley, an example here was a 37 three point shooter the year before he became a Laker comes to Los Angeles. And that number drops down to 35% <laughs> leaves the Lakers this year for Milwaukee. He's shooting 45%, 45? from the three point no way. on over three on over. Um, and he's actually shooting a decent yeah. amount, like three to five shots, three pointers yeah. a game. Like he's a great option off the bench for the bucks. Christian Wood oh, right. is shooting twenty eight percent from three this year. The dude shot thirty eight last year and he shot forty oh, percent no. on that horrible rockets <laughs> team that had Jalen Green
1: and Kevin Porter junior ball hogging the ball <laughs> all year. I don't even I he didn't even look up Gabe Vincent's numbers so far. granted small oh, I, sample I size, even, but I know he's shooting worse oh, I haven't,
0: yeah at some point i I want to just like do it. Deep dive on some of the guys that have come <laughs> into the Lakers and where they shot when they came in, where they how they shot after they left the Lakers and where they were before they like something is going on in LA. Like, are the staple center lights a little <laughs> too bright? Is the glare coming off the hardwood just a little too annoying? Like
1: I don't think so. Why it's like the, it that? it's not like the teams that they're playing against don't shoot the three well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's someone drugging the water that's just like <laughs> slightly blurring the, the our players' vision, like
1: I, is, what, it is, is it effect? the LeBron effect? Is LeBron to blame? Is it the Le-
0: I don't know because I looked at Beasley's numbers and Woods. It's not like their attempts have gone up. In fact, Woods' attempts have gone slightly down. So it's not a, ma- a matter of just you're getting more shots up, so therefore you're, you're going to miss some. I just I don't really understand. And if it is the LeBron effect, it seems weird, right? Because you would think having the gravity of LeBron and AD... Would open up those more three-point shots, especially (laughs) in the case of Christian Wood coming from such a
1: terrible situation. It's less about the opportunity and more about the pressure of impressing LeBron. That seems (laughs) to be the thing. That seems to be the thing. Like, you're just thinking in the back of your head, like, crap, that was such a great pass LeBron gave me. I better make this count. Oh, no, I missed it. Thought about it too hard. Yeah. And granted,
0: like maybe there's a further deep dive in like how many of these shots are open, like at the rate of open three point shots decrease for Christian Wood. Like maybe it maybe we're maybe LeBron is not actually opening up a lot of wide open yeah, things for maybe. these guys. Yeah. I, I would think he is, yeah. but maybe yeah. not. I don't know. It, yeah. But we'll this- have to
1: we'll do a deep dive at some point this season because I don't think it's going and maybe they'll they'll get out of 28th place in three point shooting, but I don't know if it's gonna get much better than that. Yeah, I don't know if after
0: this many games, if you, yeah, you actually make a jump from 28 to like top 10, like unless something crazy happens, like you get Tyler Harrow, I guess, on your roster.
1: Even then, (laughs) yeah, yeah. you probably get worse too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's the final thought here. I don't know what the Lakers are going to do about it. It's obviously been at the top of Ropalinka's mind because every offseason the last few years, I think he's made moves to try to improve that. It's not working out this year. Will it get better? Possibly, much better. I don't think yeah. so. But the Lakers will have to figure out how to work around that, just like as they have the last few. And one years. thing
1: I remember people talking about was Anthony Davis was going to start shooting more threes this year. I don't think he shot a three in like the last two weeks.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it,
1: it's it seems like the the the
0: bubble seemed to at helped some few players and Anthony Davis was one of those guys. Yeah. Like he has not shot the ball the way he shot no. it that year at all in any of the last few seasons, even this, even last year during that conference final mm-hmm. run, he, he was strictly a defensive close to the basket type of guy. Yeah.
1: So I mean, they, they've done pretty well without the three point shooting, but yeah, you're going to have to do better than 28th place. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, and someone needs to look investigate what's going
0: on in Staples Center <laughs> if it's something something physical. Yeah, in that we need some place. investigative journalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks everybody. That's it for us, and we'll continue breaking the season down as we continue on. And of course, we'll we'll have our eyes on the knockout rounds next week of the in season tournament and. And chat through who, who who gets to win that, wins that thing and, and what it may possibly mean for their season.
1: Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Have a good week, everybody.